my crew and I were just like, we cannot talk about Donald Trump another day. Seriously. I mean, the guy just makes many of us sick. And, and, and for, you know, you love him or love to hate him, I think. And I, I definitely am the latter. But after what happened yesterday, <laughs> I cannot ignore this situation. Because I count on my First Amendment to do what I do for a living each and every day. On radio, on television as a Fox News contributor, one of the few liberals and brunettes on Fox, and uh, one of the bloggers for Huffington Post. I love my Constitution. I love my country. I love my First Amendment. And in that amendment, it not allows our free speech, but our freedom of the press. That many people have been angry with politicians for stepping on the toes of, infringing on the First Amendment, constitutionally guaranteed rights of. We've seen it happen with President Obama. We've certainly seen it happen with Hillary and her lack of rapport with or accessibility to the media. But Donald Trump, well, now it's his turn, I guess. Then again, some people would say, no, it isn't. Listen to what happened if you're not already aware of this. This certainly has been shared on television, on radio, online, all over the place. Jorge Ramos. uh, Excuse me. Sorry. Not ready for that yet, guys. When you paused, I thought you might want to. No, I'm pretty clear when I want the audio. No. Can you re-cue it because I'm not ready for it? Sorry. I'm inspired, if you will. Just pay attention. What is it with men when a woman woman talks? You don't really hear what we're saying. My son does it all the time. And I said, sweetheart, is it English that you you need me to repeat? Anyway, Jorge Ramos, who is a... Not Univision, folks, it's Univision. It's sexier sounding that way, too. But anyway, Jorge Ramos, the uh, Univision anchor and journalist, extensively squabbled with Donald Trump, not once but twice in testy exchanges at a news conference before his rally yesterday. A security officer at one point ejected him from the event. Because Mark is prematurely um, ejecting audio today. (laughs) Let's listen uh, to a bit of this exchange. Here is Univision anchor Jorge Ramos uh, at the Trump News Conference. Okay, who's uh, next? Yeah, please. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sit down, please. You weren't called. Go. Yes, go ahead. Hi, Chip. Yes. Aha. Now, there are a few things here. Some people would say he should have waited his turn. And I'll be honest with you, I think he should have waited to be called upon because it would have what what this has become is about him being ejected from the press conference. And what we missed was what he was saying. And if you were listening carefully, Jorge Ramos is addressing an issue. That is the only issue that Donald Trump has put forth policy on, and that's immigration and how will it affect 11 plus million people in this country who are currently in an undocumented worker status. And what he wants to do to those people 
who, by the way, the audience of, is more affected by or related to, as someone in their family or friends with, more in the audience of Univision than perhaps any other network. I think we'd agree, right? So in other words, Jorge Ramos is the journalist and Univision is the network from which the journalist should be standing there asking that question. Now, then again, Donald Trump doesn't play by the rules. Donald Trump doesn't play by the rules. That's one of the reasons people like him. Donald Trump insults people. Donald Trump is sexist. Donald Trump is racist. And many of you applaud him for that. So why not applaud a journalist who, like Donald Trump, draws outside the lines? Doesn't think inside the box. Doesn't follow the status quo. Is unusual in his habits. Grandstands. Jorge Ramos was grandstanding to a degree. Donald Trump grandstands. As a matter of fact, that's what you love about him. Because other than immigration, you don't have one damn policy from him. There's no substance. He's persona. Not politician, and you love it. But persona can't be commander-in-chief of this country. You need more than just being a persona. Even Sarah Palin attacked Barack Obama for that. And she was right. And by the way, NPR has a, a great piece they did on how Donald Trump's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we lived through that nightmare in California, a governor based and elected on persona. No experience, no policy, no plan, no clue. And we ended up worse than when we started with him in that recall election with Gray Davis being tossed out. Now, Jorge Ramos, the Univision anchor and journalist, I do believe he should have waited his turn to be called on. But... He was being bold. He was giving bravado. He, honestly, Donald Trump should have appreciated it because this guy was giving Donald just what Donald gives. And at first you can hear the tension in Donald Trump's voice. Sit down, wait your turn. Sit down, wait your turn. Sit down. And some of you love that authority. You think, mm, God, his penis is just growing there. But that is not a diplomatic, humble commander-in-chief. And by the way, diplomacy and humility are needed for that job whether you like it or not. Gotta have it. You can't say, bow down and worship me to the Queen of England, to the Prime Minister of the UK, to Israel, to Vladimir Putin. That ain't gonna work. So let's get back to the press. Our First Amendment guarantees us the freedom of press. And even though we may have a habit of, a tradition of, and even a history of decorum, where a candidate, a president, Anybody at a press conference calls on the press, points to them and calls on them by name. Technically, doesn't anybody have the right to ask a question? Oh, and even though it's nice to wait your turn, I've lived all over the country. Let me tell you about nice to wait your turn. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. When at an intersection, good luck getting across because I'm going to be first. That's our mentality at an intersection. When I moved to Chicago, Illinois, I didn't know why everybody was stopped at the stop sign and sitting there. And I'm like, what the hell is everybody waiting for? They're being polite. They're being like, no, you go. You were here first. You go. Now, that was foreign to me, being a Bostonian. There are certain rules we have, and then there's certain things that we do that aren't necessarily rules. They're just sort of a well-mannered decorum that we've been going along with. 
Now, I know it will be very confusing to the listener and even to the speaker if everybody just talked at once and threw out all their questions. But Jorge Ramos of Univision, as you can hear, is a Latin American. Jorge Ramos is one of those people that Donald Trump originally referred to as a rapist, a Latino male who came from south of the border, that border he wants to build a wall on. Jorge Ramos perhaps has family that he feels are insulted or would be affected. And his personal issues aside, his audience and most of his co-workers perhaps feel the same way. So there are a lot of things that were nasty here. One, some people would say Jorge Ramos was nasty because he, he spoke when it wasn't his turn. But he shouldn't have been thrown out, in my opinion, either. Because that was Donald Trump's time to show, look, I know with my corporation and all my money, I have security guards and I'm the boss. I'm the decider. But you know, when you're president of the United States, it can't be that way. Can't be that way. Every American has a right to their free speech and everyone in the press certainly has a right to that freedom as a member of the press. And Jorge Ramos, even as a private citizen, has a right to his free speech. Now, some people might say, well, Donald Trump has a right to throw his ass out. Does he? If you don't like who is saying something or what they're saying, now some people might say Jorge Ramos was thrown out because he was speaking out of turn. Jeb Bush's people threw the Black Lives Matter people out because he didn't like who they were and what they were saying. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? If women's groups are at Donald Trump's rallies and they interrupt, they're going to be thrown out? Black Lives Matter groups, pro-choice groups, pro-life groups for the damn, whoever it is, you have a right to be there. And certainly you have a right as a press member to be at a press conference. Now, no question, like I said, Jorge Ramos, I feel, would have been much more effective if he had waited to be called on. But then again, perhaps he didn't think he would be. His name is Jorge, and he's from Univision. Let's be honest, the person standing there makes the choice who to call. Makes the choice who to call, right? It was Hillary who called on Ed Henry at Fox when he asked the question about the server. Anyway, sit down, sit down, go back to Univision, or Univision, as Trump called it, insulting him and insulting that entity with the way he said it, being patronizing, looking down his nose at that man and that network. Because he looks down his nose at those people, the fastest growing segment of our population and our voter population, who've made up 10 plus percent of the vote in the last election. He's an idiot. Here are my questions to you, America. Was Donald Trump right or wrong to kick Jorge Ramos out of his press conference? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Was Jorge Ramos wrong to interrupt the press conference when he wasn't called on? When the questions were being put to Donald Trump by the press, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Looking down your nose and talking down your nose in a patronizing manner and saying, sit down, sit down like somebody's a dog and telling to go back to Univision. Were Mr. Trump's comments toward Ramos racist? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. If you run for president, shouldn't you expect those tough questions and B, be able to answer the tough questions. Because if I were Trump, I wouldn't have kicked him out. I would have said, Mr. Ramos, 
I'm going to let you ask that in one minute, but I've called on Chip here. 8886 Leslie, 8886. But I have diplomacy. 8886 Leslie, 8886 is the number. Now, if you put plan a fourth, put, put forth a plan, excuse me, um, uh, put a plan forth that calls for radical ideas like stripping citizenship from American born children, a majority Latino, shouldn't you be willing to defend it? Because that's what Jorge Ramos was going to ask the Donald about, and the Donald knew it. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Trump has a net favorability rating of 51 percentage points, the result of a 14% favorable rating, a 65% unfavorable rating. Now, that's according to Gallup, and that was released yesterday. Does this guy stand a chance of winning a general election with this uh, li- with this little likability by a growing Latino vote? And by the way, Latinos are looking at Republicans true. They know who they like. They know who they don't. They don't like Donald. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And wasn't Jorge Ramos just giving the bravado that Donald Trump gives them? The Trump supporters love Donald Trump's bravado. His machismo. His thinking outside the box, coloring outside the line, breaking the rules, shooting from the hip, not saying things and doing things the regular, typical way. So why shouldn't Jorge Ramos? Why don't you like that, Trump followers? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And how would that behavior and attitude go if Trump were the president? How would that behavior and attitude go over with the American people if Trump were president? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. I have more questions. I want your calls and your tweets. Follow me on Twitter. Call me 8886 Leslie right after this. started at Univision. Oh, what a heartthrob. Good-looking man. Uh, anyway, I commend him for standing up to Donald Trump. Not many would be so brave. Some people say he should have waited his turn. Yeah, I agree he should have waited his turn, but I don't think he should have been thrown out. And quite frankly, he probably thought Donald Trump wouldn't pick on him. And I'm sure perhaps Donald Trump would not have, based on Donald Trump's history with the Latin American people and his comments on them and his policy for illegal for immigration. Uh, let's go back uh, to uh, our phones. 8886 Leslie. 8886537543 is the number. And let's start it out with Bobby in Memphis, line two. Hey, Bobby, how you doing there? Memphis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. Uh, first time caller, always an active listener, and follow you on Twitter as well. Appreciate well, you having me. Thank you. Appreciate you calling. What was your take uh, on uh, Mr. Trump uh, and his exchange with Jorge Ramos of Univision? You know, I believe it's classic Trump, and I presupposed a few things as I've listened in on the first couple hours leading up and exchanging some Twitter messages. I presupposed that these two gentlemen, Ramos and Trump, are way too smart to be surprised, I believe, considering uh, the environment they were in. Uh, If you were to ask who was the winner, uh, I would lean toward Ramos, even though I believe that he was wrong by speaking out of turn, but I do appreciate the media jumping in with the tough questions because Trump has not been able to adequately answer anything in detail, uh, specifically the immigration plan that he only talks about in, in his bombastic manner. Uh, and I yeah, also, that's a very good point. And he only, he only talks about immigration, not like at a press conference usually, but at 
a rally where people are going to be like-minded. Exactly. And so Trump is classic Trump. He has his constituency. Uh, he, he loathes the media in the sense that he uses the media, um, or he becomes anti-media, but has been able to garner all the media attention. And so I believe uh, that Ramos comes in with an agenda and weighing the possibility that, okay, my relationship with Univision uh, likely means that Trump or some of Trump's men that, you know, he doesn't have handlers, but those around him, perhaps, again, presupposing that they say, you know what, we're going to ignore this gentleman, even though he's in the audience. Ramos perhaps uh, understands that this may happen, so he takes advantage of the opportunity, gets his message out, gets perhaps more media coverage out of him being kicked out of the meeting as he would have if Trump had just inadequately answered the question, because he's done that before on immigration. So I believe Ramos had an agenda. He had already expressed that he had felt a bit humiliated by Trump's remarks. And I think Trump, because he's not going to change, used that as another uh, example of how the media is against him. Um, but I don't. I believe it back. No, he can't. You know, Trump can't say the media is against him. He gets more exposure than Hillary Clinton, uh, yeah, exactly. and, and and anybody else. And a lot of people on the left say, how come the the press doesn't show up for Bernie? As a matter of fact, the press has been attacked for showing up for Donald. Uh, I think there were some people even saying of Fox, if you want an apology from Donald, stop covering him so much. And it's not just Fox; it's any network. I think is co- everybody's covering Donald because he is getting them uh, ratings. So do do you f- feel? Even though there was an agenda, do you feel Jorge – answer my questions after this quick break, okay? Um, Bobby, do you think that Jorge Ramos was wrong in speaking out of line and Trump was wrong uh, to kick him out? And uh, who came out, in your opinion, uh, looking worse, if you will? Who looked worse there? We'll be back right after this with Bobby holding, the rest of you holding, and your calls at 888-6LESLIE. Don't go away. Coming right back to you. Bobby's holding a Memphis line, too. Okay, Bobby, so who came out looking worse, the Donald or Jorge Ramos, in your opinion? My opinion, I believe Donald Trump came out looking the worse. I just think he continuously squanders opportunities to gain three or four percentage, a small percentage of undefense voters that, that specifically are looking at his campaign as being kind of as a clown show, uh, a joke. Yes, he's polling well, but he, I believe he could have used that opportunity to say, okay, you're out of turn, but because of the uh, audience that Ramos has, I just thought it would have been a good platform to say, you know what, add a little decorum, add a little professionalism, a little humility. Nope. <laughs> nope, and, and, and you know what, he'd lose people. If, uh, he'd go down to the polls if he did that, if he, if, yeah. he play, if he took the high road to play the nice guy. Bobby, you want to hear something funny somebody told me yesterday? They yeah. said Leslie, you know, just joking, <laughs> but. Don't you think it would be – if you notice, Donald Trump never, and it's true, he has not said anything negative about Hillary Clinton. Did you guys all know that? He's attacked Jeb Bush. He attacks everybody on the right. He has not attacked Hillary. Okay? And, you know, if, if he is going to be the uh, GOP nominee right now, it would look like she, she would be the Democratic nominee. He, she would be his main competitor. Hasn't said a thing about her. So this person said to me, somebody that uh, I, I work with, they said – Wonder if the Clintons paid Trump 
to run, and he's going to back out at the end oh, just to, to help Hillary. Now, I don't think that's true or that it would happen, but it is interesting, especially because he is a sexist SOB, uh, yeah, that he hasn't said theory. anything negative about Hillary Clinton. Yes, the conspiracy theorist in me has – you're reading my mind. You must be looking at my notes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Because he hedged against – remember at the, at the first debate, at the only debate, he hedged against the independent uh, third-party candidacy. And so, you know, nothing would surprise me. They have a long history together, the Clintons and uh, Trump. I think he, with his ego, he should do it, not just I'm a Democrat. I want him to split the vote because I think, honestly um, – you know, if anybody's going to do it right now with the following he has, it should be him. And and I think Donald Trump's the kind of guy that should do it because he's got the ego to do it. I just wonder if that following is core Republican enough to dump him uh, at some point later in the primary, understanding that he'll never, this is my opinion, receive the popular vote uh, with the comments he's made. He may win the Republican nomination with his rhetoric. But I just don't see any way for him. You know to what, win sweetheart? All I care about is if he wins that nomination, because then he's got a shot. And some would say almost fifty-fifty when you look at the elector, the electoral college, and you look at the uh, polls uh, of being our president. And that's too darn close for me. Bobby, love <laughs> talking to you, my friend. Thank you for calling us and Thanks call so me again. I love talking to you. Thank you. Uh, let's go next to Paul in Washington, line three. Paul, good afternoon. Oh, hi, Leslie. I disagree with that that last comment you made a little bit that he's got a fifty fifty shot. Um, let's answer the first question: Who does he look? Who looked worse, Trump or or Jorge Ramos? Well, to whom? Uh, I, I remember hearing in the last few months Jorge Ramos on a number of shows saying that unless the GOP can get uh, at least thirty three percent of the Hispanic vote, they have no chance of winning a national election. John McCain got 31%, Mitt Romney got 28%. You can count George W. Bush out, because George W. Bush really didn't win either election in 2000 or 2004. That was election fraud. And he was awarded the the presidency by the Supreme Court in their one-off interpretation of the 14th Amendment in Bush versus Gore. So I think think you can kiss that 33% statistic goodbye for the Hispanic vote for, for Donald Trump. The other thing is, you obviously you know what the blue wall is, right? The blue wall of the, yep. the blue states that uh, electoral votes add up to about uh, consistently national elections vote for uh, Democrats. That that total is somewhere between 230 and 240 electoral votes. So really, the Democrats are only fighting for about 30 to 40 electoral votes in swing states. I don't see Donald Trump taking California, Oregon, Washington, Massachusetts. I don't even see him taking his home state of New York. Yeah, but what about Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania? Because you can win with those three. You can win, uh, but I don't see them being a big contender. Look what happened to Mitt Romney lost 9 out of 10 swing states in the last election. Uh, You you know, I, I think when you say you're afraid, you have a very low opinion of, and maybe that's just because of who you talk to, of the American people. Sweetie, let me explain something to you. George what? W. Bush mm-hmm. was elected twice. No, he wasn't. Wait, excuse me, but he was, Paul. He was elected twice. One, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of the state, not once, but twice, and won in a recall election. 
So no, I don't have great faith in the American people. I don't find the majority of the voters are very educated on the issues. And unfortunately, sometimes celebrity, a name, bravado, you know, the guy you look up and see, you know, that that's a lot of times who people vote for, that cult of personality. Uh, and, and, I, and I know not everybody on my team, uh, you know, some of the people on Leslie Marshall's show that work with and for me don't believe that. And I know some of my fellow Democrats don't believe that. But I, I'm telling you, he, he's, I think, a lot more dangerous than a lot of people are, are giving him credit for. Well, well, giving him credit to be. Uh, okay. I disagree. George W. Bush did not win the 2000 election. Uh, you know all about Bush versus Gore. So let me ask you this. If it he won the two. Th- then they just take the 2004 election. And Ohio was stolen, too, in 2004. And besides that, he was a sitting president. We know, and we know the statistics about incumbents. But let me ask you this. So, Paul, your point is you're not worried about Trump. I am. We disagree. I, I, am, I am delighted that Trump is going as far. He is squashing the establishment republic and what's going to happen the republican party is not going to accept him they're going to just take his delegates and say no we're not giving them to you the establishment party will say we'll we'll, we'll concede to Hillary this time and re- go back and come to fight another day they're still going to win they're probably going to, they're still going to hold the house of representatives they'll probably lose the senate because they have uh, 24 seats up uh, that are uh, well there'll be 33 seats up in the senate 24 of them are pretty risky seats for the for the um, for the Republican Party, including, by the way, Rand Paul, who's trying to run for Senate and President in Kentucky. And uh, I, I have to think that uh, a, a a a good Democrat, not Allison Grimes, please, uh, uh, would have, would be able to challenge that seat. But Donald Trump, uh, here's the question I was going to ask you: Is well, Paul, I'd love to if we could get back to the topic, which is Jorge Ramos and the press conference with Donald. I think okay. I think Jorge Ramos, first of all, it was not a First Amendment uh, issue because this is Donald Trump's little party. First Amendment applies to government uh, infringing on free speech. This was a little Donald Trump's little party, and he could say what Donald Trump did. This was his, um, his moment of uh, his Bernie Sanders with uh, Black Lives Matter in Seattle. And of course, Donald Trump said, I would have never let him throw me off the stage. So he was proving what he would do and what he did by being a complete clod. And as the last call said, he didn't take the opportunity. You know, okay, Jorge Ramos is pushing and saying, yeah, he was out of turn. But there's an opportunity for Donald Trump to make the connection with the Hispanic population. And he ought to know he doesn't have a very good rapport or reputation with them right now. So he could have taken an opportunity to answer those questions and and send Jorge Ramos back to uh, I know. I agree. I agree. I, I thought both I, both of them could have positioned themselves better, but Donald, uh, you know, didn't uh, take the high road by no, throwing him out. Right. So that on that point, on that point, uh, we agree, buddy. Thank you for the call. Always a pleasure talking to you. We got a lot of people to get to in a uh, little time trying to get everybody in. Let's go to Vaughn in California, line four. Uh, Vaughn uh, was Jorge Ramos wrong to inter. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Vaughn uh, left us. Vaughn, give us a buzz back. Terry in New Mexico, line four. Terry, good afternoon. Welcome. Terry also dropped. Okay. Okay, got to give me a reset then, guys. Let's go to Pablo in New Mexico, line four. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I thought that uh, Jorge Ramos won out uh, on that exchange because I don't think that Donald Trump would have called on him. You know, Donald Trump knew who Jorge Ramos was. He was a uh, Univision Latino pro-immigration, and Donald Trump would not have called on him anyway, you know. 
So I think that... Yeah, because he's a very recognizable face, okay? He's been with Univision for years. He's a very recognizable face, and I do think that... I, I would agree with you that Donald Trump might have steered clear. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it, it, you just need a, an ounce of common sense to know that Jorge Ramos from Univision is going to ask a question about immigration. Right. And then uh, this is what I would say to Donald Trump, you know, who was here first in this country? You know, it was us, the Latinos, that were here first. You know, 1540. Uh, Coronado explored Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Kansas, 1540. 1565, the Spanish established St. Augustine, Florida, and then they established uh, missions all the way to Chesapeake Bay. And when James Smith came to establish uh, Jamestown, the native of well, you know, Pablo, we're going to take a break. Let's put him on hold. We'll come back to and, him. Uh, not because of what uh, you're saying, but because we can't, I can't understand if it's going in and out. So hang tight. We'll be right back. We have some emails here. Uh, David sent an email that says, why wouldn't he want to, why would he not want to talk about his major policy position? Well, obviously he didn't want it. We threw the guy out, David. I think it's a good question. Um, another email that says... It's easier, guys, if you don't just put it in the uh, subject. When you are completely rude, you deserve to be removed. Well, then maybe Donald Trump should have been removed, because I thought Donald Trump was completely, completely rude. Let me see. What else do we have here? We have from Rich an email. Rich in Phoenix, Arizona, who says, Leslie, I saw the footage of the reporter at the conference with Mr. Trump on Facebook, Morning Joe, and the Today Show. I agree with you. I felt the reporter was being rude, not only to Mr. Trump, but other reporters, like he was the only person whose question counted. As for tossing him out, I don't think it was because he was not liked. I believe he was being disruptive to the entire meeting, and it did not appear he was going to stop, so he needed to be removed. I also believe it was right to bring him back in after his time out. Even then, he was rude and argumentative when called on the next two times he was called on. He would not let Trump answer the questions he was asking, but rather kept badgering him over and over. I thought Trump was keeping his cool very well. Okay, Rich, we'll be back right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. If you're holding, hang tight. Keep in mind, if you're not, we have a line available when we finish with a call. I just finished with three or four calls in a row. That means we have a couple of lines open for you at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Who was right? Who was wrong? Who was out of order? Who was patronizing? Who was rude? In the exchange between Jorge Ramos of Univision and Donald Trump, who came out smelling better? In your opinion, we'll be back 8886 Leslie back after this. you were saying be, uh, about the exchange between Donald Trump and uh, Jorge Ramos. Yeah, I thought that uh, Jorge Ramos was correct because I feel that Donald Trump would not have called on Jorge Ramos. He recognized him as Inhibition, uh, and I think that he would not have called on him, you know. And uh, 
the fact is that uh, what I have to say to you and to uh, Donald Trump and everybody else, I'm a Latino, and my people were here first in 1540, Coronado explored Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Kansas, all the way to uh, California in 1540. In 1565, St. Augustine, Florida was established by the Spaniards, and uh, they set up uh, missions all the way to Chesapeake Bay, Virginia, and when James Smith uh, founded Jamestown, the Indians came out speaking to him in Spanish. You know, in uh, who was here first? You know, uh, in, 15, in uh, 1846, the U.S. crossed the border illegally when they war, when they waged war on Mexico for the purpose of uh, land grabbing. You know. I mean, uh, you talk about legal, who's, who's legal and who's illegal, you know? It was an illegal war to begin with, and they took away over half of uh, Mexico's territory, you know? Who's, uh, it was an imperialistic land-grabbing war, you know? So uh, that's all I have to say. All right, thank you. Yeah, Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles, and all of the uh, towns and, and, and cities, most of them in California, uh, were named by uh, the, the Mexicans that were uh, settled in the uh, western part of the United States uh, back in the 1500s. That is accurate. That is accurate. And that would mean, folks, before the pilgrims. Uh, let's go back to the calls. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Next is uh, Bernie on line two. Uh, Bernie's in New Mexico. Bernie, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Leslie. Uh, good to hear you. Every, I listen to you every day or every time I have a chance. Uh, I think that uh, Jorge uh, Ramos actually trumped, past tense, trumped Trump. How and so? that's how I look at it. But I would like to uh, add to, uh, to this conversation the fact that uh, we as Americans who have been here for hundreds of years already, are we going to allow a new uh, Trump Berlin Wall or a new Trump uh, Iron Curtain on our southern border against Hispanics? That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Uh, th- thank you very much. Yeah, i got to tear down that lady in the harbor. We build that wall, folks. And if we build a wall, it doesn't secure our borders. It secures the border with Mexico. And then again, not that secure. Look at the history of the Great Wall of China. Let's go to, uh, is it uh, Marion or Marianne in uh, Los Angeles? Uh, is it Marion? Double R's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say your name gets me. What'd you need? Mary Mary Roan. Oh, Mary Wren. Roan. Mary uh-huh. Roan. Sorry. Yeah. Mar- Mary Roan. Oh, that's an interesting uh-huh. name. Good afternoon. Thank yeah. you for joining Good us afternoon. here. Here yeah. in LA, where I am, and you are. How are you there online? I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm out of the heat, out of traffic. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's very very hot today in Southern California. Um, what 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 are you? What was your take on the exchange between Trump and Jorge Ramos? And and what did, what did you think of Trump kicking Jorge Ramos out? I mean, I I hope I'm not the only one that felt like they were watching an episode of Soprano. You know, he just one hand gesture and all of a sudden security is coming up. And you ask him about it today and he's like, you got to take it up with security. That wasn't me. Um, I feel like he, he must have been, you know, somewhat intimidated by Ramos. 
right? Because and he ended up letting him back in, you know, to begin with. I don't think he was going to call on him. I think he was still upset with NBC and Univision for what happened, right? Um, so I don't think he was going to call on him. I don't. I also don't think that Ramos was being derogatory or saying anything that most of us aren't curious about. We want to know how he's going to execute this plan, you know? Um, so, again, I, in that sense, I don't think he was rude or out of line. Um, I think it was like a heated topic, and he didn't want to answer the question. Um, I agree. I mean, I also think that it was defiance. I know what it's like when my kid defies me, and I can get Donald Trump-esque, but uh, <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump doesn't like anybody to defy him, and Jorge Ramos was defying him. Jorge Ramos was not sitting down. And when you look at Donald Trump's family, all the people that work for him, and quite frankly, his supporters, if he says sit down, they all they all do. Right. Well, that, well, is that what people want? Do they want a dictator like running the country? Like, that's not what I would want. I, I think leadership. that the Trump followers want that, even though they may know, not know that that's what they want. I feel that they're just excited about all these sound bites that he's not afraid to say the most obscene things, the most obnoxious things, right? Like, he's just saying the first things off of his head, and everyone else is, you know, even if they, I don't know, I think the Republican Party is kind of a mess, right? You've got people who are kind of wanting to be in the middle here, and then you've got this guy on the outskirts, and he's saying what a lot of, I feel like, fringe people actually think and believe, and he's not apologetic about it. All right. Uh, I agree with you. And that, and that, that bravado is what the, his followers like. And I, I honestly don't know why they didn't like Jorge's bravado in that. Mary, uh, Mary Roan, thank you uh, for joining us. Pretty name. And uh, I won't mispronounce the next time you call. Hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you for the call. Um, let's go next to uh, Michael on the Bronx Line 5. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. And I'm vacationing up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I did pass by your area for a river. Um, the thing is that it is a doggone miracle that Mr. Ramos was not apprehended and roughed up by any police officers, because if you recall, with other Republican contenders holding a press conference in the past or even a town hall meeting, you go to Alan West, who was defiant of um, Nicole Sandler and had Nicole Sandler escorted and falsely arrested on false charges of trespassing where it was a public town hall meeting event and he didn't want to um, go to her and take her questions. Same thing happened with um, Rudy Giuliani who was always controlling the NYPD during his mayoral um, tenure. Here was in New Hampshire. Well, I am out of time, time, Michael. I'm sorry. I asked you. I was letting you go on and on, which is fine because you were interesting what you were saying. I was interested in what you were saying. But I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Show ends at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. I hope you will as well. I'm Leslie Marshall. Catch me right here tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks to Mark and Andrew. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. 
our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.